This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact? You can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Hey guys, quick thing. The Talksport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only question left to say is, are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can get reward points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus, rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello and welcome to the Guna Tour. Back again with you guys for another episode of our Raw Reaction series. Looking back at what was not just only the last game, but the last game of the Premier League season for Arsenal. Um, I've caught up, you know, I've watched uh, as much of it as I could. Uh, I missed the game yesterday because I was at a wedding. Um, it was great. It wasn't mine. I put it on Twitter about being there, and a lot of people seem to think it was my wedding <laughs> for some reason. It wasn't. It was very good, though. Um, and uh, yeah, I was, and there was no. No hangover for me. It was pretty chill. It was nice. It was uh, a case of me trying to avoid the score line. Um, and actually, when it came to the point of finding out the scores, and there was actually a girl on the other side of the table whose boyfriend was a big Leeds fan um, that was updating throughout the game as to what the score was and that. And obviously, they were very excited and got exactly what they wanted. Um, when the scores were read out, uh, yeah, I couldn't face actually reading them. So when it said Arsenal 5-1 Everton, I was like, no, you're joking. There's no way we've won this game 5-1. And then I thought, well, actually, no, the pressure's not on us. Of course, we've won this 5-1. Um, hopes start getting up and then you hear the words 5-0 Spurs, um, which obviously ended any chance we had of you know, getting what we wanted. Um, but ultimately, it didn't happen. Uh, apologies uh, apologies for the time being wrong um, on the show. I, I'm so used to clicking 8 because of the 8am shows that I put at 8. But I will actually be live at 8, but I'll be over on the Arsenal Lounge with Lev and Shaheen talking about the entire season and more. And for those more keen-eyed amongst you as well, you'll notice that something arrived in the mail today. Um, you know, people go into a lot of finer details about whether or not they want to buy the shirt and their reasons for not buying it or the reasons for buying it. I wanted to buy it, um, you know, and if you've got a problem with that or if you like that, fair play. I don't care if you don't like the fact that I've bought it. Don't tell people how to support. That's that's all I would say is you do you. And that's all that matters. Anyway, let's jump into the chats because we're going to be breaking down and getting some questions, of course, from you guys and getting your thoughts and feelings about how Arsenal's season finished. Um, Dylan, good morning to you. Good. I keep saying good morning as if I'm doing the morning show because it feels like it. But good evening. Hope you're doing good, mate. Evening, Marcus. Hope you're doing well. Joseph says, let the summer madness begin. Perez, good evening to you too. Evening to Harvey. 
Um, bought the Bentley yet? If if, SN, if NSW is all you're talking about, is this representing the Bentley? Then yes, yes, I have. Um, good evening, guys, in the chat box. Hope you're doing all good and well. Does my shirt have Enketia 14? No, my shirt has a Martinelli on the back because, you know, of all the players that are going to stay with us, you know, I'm, I'm pretty sure that after he's got his new number, um, he'll be staying. I've not actually bought a shirt with a name on the back in a long time. One of the reasons why is that I didn't really like the fonts that they were using. And I don't particularly like buying the Premier League font ones. Um, but I really like the font for this, uh, for the new kit. So I've committed um, this season. And Martinelli is proven to probably be my favourite player in the squad right now. Um, some people might think it's Ben White from the way that I talk about him. But no, it is indeed Gabriel Martinelli. Um, so, yeah, very excited to see how he performs next season. Um, Bill, thank you so much for the super chat. That's really kind of you to donate that. Um, I don't care if the expectation was fifth. This was the year for the club to show fans that they are ambitious and they failed. I don't trust Edu or Mikel to take us forward. I feel deflated and fed up. Bill, I don't blame you for feeling fed up, mate. It's been a long time since we can say that Arsenal have been where we all want them to be. I don't necessarily agree with the, like where you're standing. That's not where I am. You know, we're on different planets, I think, in terms of how I'm feeling at the end of the season. I'm feeling very disappointed. I mean, just to give you kind of a bit of perspective about where my head's at, you know, I am disappointed. I was gutted with the fifth place finish because, you know, the opportunity was there for us to get fourth. We gave ourselves that. We we really, really did uh, give ourselves that possible Um that possibility of get, of getting fourth, we had it in our hands for so long and so much of this season and we've let it slip through our fingers, part in due to our own actions and in part due to some very, very bad misfortune due to injuries. And look, it's it's not like we capitulated and we've fallen away and, you know, we were playing a last game that never mattered. You know, we've we've fought until the, until the end and... Uh, We've been a fair few soldiers down in our fight. And I do point towards that as the primary reason why we didn't get fourth. It's not the only reason. I'm far from it. But it is for me the primary reason because it is just so close to us finishing in fourth that had we had Tomiyasu and Tierney and Partey available for any of those games against, you know, Southampton, against Brighton, I would be so confident in saying that I think we would have done though and we would have won those games. The Southampton game in particular sticks out because it was just a, such a dominant display from Arsenal. But yeah, we didn't. And we will now face, um, we will face what comes, uh, which is going to be the Europa League, which is going to be a summer of frustration, I think, at times, because maybe we won't be able to get the signings that we want, but hopefully a summer of intrigue and excitement when we do get some very, very interesting Players, NSW says, Tom, I wasn't referring to the, the new shirt, but the new car. The new car is very nice. Um, it's uh, it's not a Bentley, but it's it's very, very nice. And I'm very not enjoying having it. In fact, enjoying it so much that my petrol costs have gone through the roof because I keep driving it. Um, <laughs> I really need to stop and slow down. And Noel says, this game just proved that we can't handle pressure. But let's take that in a positive way. We have the real quality. We just need real mentality. I'm not sure that it does. No, I think that's probably reading far, far, far too much into it because Everton were on the beach, didn't care, didn't really have, you know, that necessary need, drive, intention to win that game at all. 
Um, and, you know, the pressure was on in the sense that, you know, we had to win that game to give ourselves a chance of still qualifying. So it wasn't like there was no pressure whatsoever. So I do disagree. Um, I just think in the, on Monday, I think on Monday it was an absolutely insipid and disastrous display and the players just weren't with it you know when the pressure was on against Chelsea we won when the pressure was on against Manchester United we won so we can handle pressure just not always Uh, and it's that consistency that we need to make sure that we improve upon Uh, Christopher thank you so much for becoming a member and helping to support that channel that's really really kind of you and I'm sure that the, the family the TGT crew will welcome you to that if you'd like to join Christopher and our fantastic group of members on the channel link is always in the description through the link tree it will take you back to the page you will have to be on your computer though because for some reason, it just doesn't like it on iOS. For some, I don't know why, but it just doesn't. Uh, SJ says, Ten Hag and Tuchel don't consider us as a threat. Uh, oh, why was Tuchel complaining about the pitch and crying when we thrashed them then? Uh, Inga says, Arsenal's season was better than expected. This will be a good momentum for next season. And with five or six good signings, I hope the goal is silverware and the Champions League. What do you, Gunas and Tom, think about this? Next season has to be about qualification for the Champions League. I would love silverware on top of that. Would absolutely crave winning something because it's great. It's always a fantastic moment winning silverware. But the main thing for me is progress. And the minimum progress for next season is qualifying for the Champions League because you either win the Europa League or you finish in the top four. That's the progress that we need to keep going forward to take that next step. In the transfer window, the progress for us is adding those really defining and transformative figures to the side, specifically in striker and central midfield. That's where we need some of those really transformative figures. And throughout the summer window, we will, of course, be continuing to bring you all the latest Arsenal transfer news and coverage every single day, uh, nearly every single day at 8 a.m. So do make sure you join us throughout the summer for that. And of course, the tactical breakdowns will be returning as we look specifically and analytically at all of the players that get linked to Arsenal. King says, Tom, should we buy in a captain? I am not sure any of the current players has it in them. You know, of the current group, I've always pointed towards Erdegaard being a leader. But the more I think about it, the more I would like to maybe see a genuine captain brought into the side, whether that's someone like Ilkay Gundogan, who I believe is a very, very good captain when he's got the armband, Um, whether it's someone that we bring in elsewhere, a centre-back maybe, because I think that centre-back is an area that's being underrated regarding a position of possible strengthening that we could use and specifically kind of an experienced figure, maybe. We'll have to wait and see. Um, let's go to Harvey says, Tom, you need to stop eating melted golf balls. I saw your plate on Twitter. Not good for your digestion. That was a poached egg. There was no melted golf ball, I could tell you. It was a very good poached egg uh, as well. Uh, Asar says, still doing the morning shows? Absolutely, mate. Absolutely, indeed. We didn't have one today because I was, I, was, I was away at the wedding and uh, hadn't come back and wasn't able to do the show this morning. I know I have done some of our 8am shows on location in hotels, but I wasn't able to do it this morning. Keenan says, should we look at going back in for Zaha? I feel, uh, feel like we don't have uh, a strike fear in the defence player for us with the young players at the moment. I feel like Martinelli can be that if he adds kind of something extra to his game. I do feel like Martinelli can absolutely be that type of player. Dave says, Tom, a different point of view. I don't care about top four. 
We are a two-game swing away from finishing third this season. I'm excited for next season and expect us to finish third. No excuse for us not to. Um, oh, there isn't an excuse for us not to. And, you know, next season, if we haven't progressed, you will see, you know, the, the conversation, certainly from my perspective, change. You will see the conversation around the manager change. Right now, you guys know where my head's at. You know that I'm very much... I'm, I feel like this is a good season. It's not a great season. It's not a brilliant season. It's certainly a frustrating season come the end of it. My head with the manager is that I think I want to see one more season for him to prove to me that, you know, that we are moving in the right direction because I've seen evidence to suggest that we are moving in the right direction. Certainly after Villarreal and Manchester City in the 5-0 defeat, I didn't think that. And we were very, very open and honest about how I felt during that moment and with the people that I had on the channel. But, you know, I, my head's different. My head has changed. My head has been moved this season. Just from one side to the other um, and just from one position to another over the course of an entire season, I don't necessarily think is is that wild um, and certainly remaining with that. When the evidence certainly suggests that's probably the right way to look at it. Uh, Norris says, hi, my man, Tom, just about got over us not making top four. Great show, by the way. Thanks, mate. Honestly, don't think we should be in the season, but top four should be the minimum, at least. What do you think? Um, what do you mean by binning the season? I'm trying to interpret that. If you mean kind of just forget about this season and accept kind of we finish where we deserve to finish and try and look to move on in the future, maybe. But what I do think is this season is, this season was about rebalancing, supposedly. You know, we built this squad's, to deal with the challenges that we were supposed to face, which did not include European football, which is why I do get a little bit frustrated when people use the argument that we only have one game a week, we should have made the top four this year. We didn't have a squad to deal with, you know, anything more than one game a week. So that when we had these extra challenges this season, that was always going to create issues for us. And that's the criticism of January is we, you know, we should have strengthened. And the team that did strengthen ultimately did finish in the top four. And not only did they strengthen, they added two players that both went into their starting 11. So it's not like they just added depth to their team. They added, you know, starting upgrades, they added improvement, and they added a better manager uh, than they had previously too, which is also added on top of already having two world-class players and the league's top scorer. And if you'd have said, Spurs will have the league top scorer at the start of this season. I don't think many of you have been surprised, but maybe you would have been a bit surprised to know that it was Human Son. And I think that in particular shows you the goal scoring potential of that Spurs team. The fact that Son is outscoring Kane in a season is very impressive on that part. Very impressive indeed. Um, let's go. Let's scroll up a little bit more because I know I've probably missed um, some others. Uh, TC says, uh, loving the new top. You've got to pop that collar though. Do you mean... Do it, nah, see, I quite like the fact that it undoes because we've had a few collared shirts that don't. They've had like fake buttons that keep them tied up. I like it when you can undo the collar. It's a lot more cash, it's a lot more relaxed. I'm never usually a big fan of collars on shirts, but, uh, you know, this one's growing on me. Joshua, yes, I will be getting the black kit. Uh, it is, you know, I'm, there's potential for it to be one of my favorite kits ever. I, I really like it that much. And that... That, I'll tell you, whereas Mr. Martin Odegaard will probably be going on the back of that shirt. So uh, don't you worry about Odegaard. He's being well looked after in the TC household. Uh, Dan Roberts says, Tom, would you sign 37-year-old Leroy Lita? He was banging in the girls the other day for Reading against... For Reading against Reading. Uh, whoever Reading were playing that you meant to type. Um, yeah, obviously, we need that experience, bro. <laughs> Clearly, Leroy Lita is the way to go, obviously. Um... 
Ashley says, Tom, why can't they offer a tie with them shirts? You're going to have to source your own tie. I do have an Arsenal tie somewhere, but you're going to have to source your own um, to make it work. Jason says, hi, Tom, what's your thoughts on Skamaka as a potential signing? He's certainly very different to what we've had at the club. Um, supposedly is available despite only signing a new contract what, a couple of months ago. Surprisingly so, still available for a move in the summer. Won't be going to Juventus like he was uh, linked with because they signed Vlaovic. Um, but Skamaka, seemingly on the market, maybe one that Arsenal should go for, but I wouldn't be signing him on his own, that's for sure. Michelle says, hi, Tom. Uh, is a Jesus a done deal? No, not yet by any means, but uh, hopefully one that if it is done, it will be done in the coming weeks. I hope that we hear something strong about that very soon. Arsenal wants him. He wants to move on from City. Arsenal need to sell that project and they've been trying to, you know, for the last, what, since November. We've got a long history. You know, you probably saw a story break. I think it was from the Telegraph about Spurs being interested. That's not a surprising story. That's a story to me that, you know, is quite simple um, in re with respect in regards to kind of its, its angle, uh, its creation. Spurs are probably interested. They've got Champions League. They notoriously get linked to, play, uh, to players that Arsenal are linked to. It's not really one that can be come back on, if you know what I mean by that. Um, sure. I'm not surprised if Spurs would be interested in Jesus. But the thing is that Arsenal have been laying the groundwork for this since November. I would be more confident, certainly, about Arsenal still having the edge over Spurs, despite the fact that they have Champions League football and we don't. Uh, let's go to Mark, who says, get a Super Kev Dicky bow to go with the shirts. Certainly a shout that, Mark. Very much indeed. Um Dave says, Tom, the fact City and Leicester fans rate Jesus and Tielemans bodes well. Fans usually rubbish players who leave their clubs. Leicester fans weren't sad to lose Maguire. Very, very true. And if we can get him for £25 million, yeah, you know, that's a, that's an absolute bargain in my view. If you can get Tielemans for £25 million, I think that's a pretty low-risk investment on a player of that potential quality that we've got there so yeah and supposedly Arteta really is pushing for him we reported to you back in January with the help of Ben Jacobs CBS Sports when we did the show on Vlaovic that Arteta was a big admirer you know Arsenal and Tillemans weren't really being talked about in January and that conversation really did open up the the chat about Tillemans which is why when we ever have when we ever have been on the show it's it's worth certainly listening to and what i would say is that he wasn't really that confident about jesus coming to arsenal he thought that manchester city might try and keep him but it seems like jesus's perspective on that has overrided any possibility of man city wanting to keep him or not wanting to but being able to keep him um Amoud says, Tom, I've just finished my final exam at uni. Without your morning shows, I would have had struggled through those tough mornings. You're one of the people who I've looked up to and you've really helped me. Hamoud, thank you so much for your kind comment. But, you know, I'm not going to take credit for your hard work that I'm sure that you've been putting in with those exams. I wish you the absolute best of luck with your results. Um, and, you know, I'm sure you've only done your best, which is what we can all do. We can only all do our best in our exams. And coming from a former teacher, that's what I used to say, is that you can ultimately only do your best in these scenarios. And I'm sure that you have, mate. But thank you for the kind words. Really appreciate that. And I'm glad that the show has been some kind of escape, as I know it can be for some people. And certainly this community helps with that a lot. And yeah, you know, this is this is the last match reaction show that we've got until the start of pre-season. And I do want to take a second. I know I'm doing it weirdly in the middle of the show rather than doing it at the end of the show. 
But thank you genuinely for everyone that has tuned in over the course of the season. Thank you to all the guests that we've had on throughout the season. There will still be, you know, chats about the season and what it means and what it does going forwards. And I'm looking forward to hopefully reuniting some of the guests that we did at the end of the January transfer window. If you've watched that show and you know what I'm talking about, you'll be excited for those guests to return. But um, yeah, thank you so much for everybody that did tune in throughout the season. Uh, it was great covering it as always. We've had highs, we've had lows, and that's part of the journey of being an Arsenal fan is that some of it is, uh, for the, to quote Gennaro Gattuso without actually quoting him, sometimes maybe good, sometimes not so good. <laughs> um, and unfortunately, it didn't end the way that we wanted it to. But uh, we move and hopefully into a more positive season as well. Uh, SJ says, Juve super hot uh, on Gabriel. They want, uh, they want him because they can offer Champions League football. Uh, they're frightened and will open the door and sell, apparently. I read the story. I think that this is one of those someone's getting a new contract kind of uh, kind of stories where information is coming out. A very, very opportunistic time. There is consideration from Arsenal. I mean, it's fairly common knowledge now that Arsenal have been considering a new deal for Gabriel for some time. And this Juve link certainly will help push through uh, a contract offer from Arsenal and you know Gabriel is very attached to Arsenal very attached to Arsenal he's really enjoyed it he's spoken about how he feels at home at Arsenal as well and despite the fact that Juventus do have Champions League football what I would say is that I don't think the Juventus project is at the moment a upward step from Arsenal that might seem a bit mad to some people and certainly Juventus are a bigger club than Arsenal I'm not going to have a discussion about that you know, Juventus are a bigger club than Arsenal. I'm humble enough to admit that. But in terms of the present day project, you know, I don't necessarily feel as though for a career of a player of Gabriel's ability, age, profile, all of that, that moving to Juve would be more beneficial to him than it would staying at Arsenal right now. And that's how optimistic I am about the Arsenal project right now. I think it's a very attractive project to join and be part of. So I'm not fearful right now. Ask me in a you know a month or two's time about Gabriel and maybe the information that has changed will change my view. But right now, I am confident that Gabriel will stay as an Arsenal player, despite this supposed strong interest. Uh, plus, Arsenal don't need to sell. <laughs> you know, um, from the whole Saliba situation, we certainly don't need to really be looking to sell another centre-back, maybe on top of Saliba leaving, but that's a story for when we find out more information. What I would say is don't let those circulating quotes about Saliba that have been misinterpreted and really lost in translation and certainly cropped affect how frustrated maybe you are about William Saliba. Just wait. Just chill. He still may leave. He still may stay. But don't let that situation and those quotes really influence or tip you over the edge in regard to Saliba because there's there's some nuance that I think is being skipped over with that Saliba quote uh, and situation right now. Um, Dan says, Tom, when are you going to do the sell or keep end of season transfer bundle bonanza uh, this or next week? Certainly, I'm looking forward to do the um, the categories uh, that we've uh, there's another name for it. I'm sure you're 
typing frantically into the chat box what it's called but you know where we do the the different categories and we we vote for them and we rank them and you know the ranking videos we like them they were good in january and i want to bring them back i want to do them for a number of topics so we're going to make sure that we do those uh those videos because they're a lot of fun and i i really enjoy them uh kim says tom which other player that arsenal should have gone for alagimarash kamara etc do you think we'll miss out on just a little gallows humor who do i think we'll miss out on i think we'll miss out on who will move because the idea of missing out on is someone that you know goes somewhere else who what do i think we will miss out on it's a really good question actually who have we been linked with that i think will go somewhere else ruben neves maybe but i don't feel like we're necessarily close to that one i feel like man united might end up getting him darwin nunez i think is very similar as well um yeah we'll have to wait and see but right now no one's really sticking out to me yes dan the tier list videos absolutely they're the ones they're a lot of fun and i'm looking forward to them i so says tom uh was there progress after arsenal finished second after lesser following seasons out of europe that season you know if you want to look at a season in terms of we progressed since then um you know the argument would be in the context no we've gone down since then and now we're starting on that trajectory of going back up and hopefully to getting to positions where we can finish second that's the hope for me is you know since that point it's gone down and now we're starting to hopefully see that little upturn and going back up the hill again towards progression wesley says tom i didn't often get the chance to listen to you live this season west coast of course but i loved catching up on the shows great channel superb work love your balanced approach ignore the idiots wesley you know the idiots don't exist to me you just don't listen to them it's uh <laughs> maybe it's part and parcel of just doing more grounded stuff is that you just ignore them you just don't need to think about them really you just continue moving forward stay happy stay enjoying your content because if you know if they got to you you'd probably end up stopping um, I think it's always important to talk about the issues that you have and to take action upon things as, as much as possible. But if you're enjoying what you do, and I certainly am, why would I let that affect me? I, I don't. And I'm having a lot of fun doing this show and continuing to talk to you guys. So no, the haters can hate, as they say. We move. Uh, SJ Chan says, yeah, I agree, Tom. Juve trying to push it through um, gets more intense each day. I think it's more so about you know contracts than, than Juve but we'll wait and see. TB says, Tom, I love Odegaard's, but he really needs to improve his ball striking. I love that. That's, you know, I feel like that should be a FIFA statistic or something on Football Manager, a, a ball striking statistic <laughs> rather than shooting. That's great. Yeah, I agree with you. You know, I want to see more finishes and more deft touches and composure like we saw in the Everton game, like we saw in the Watford game. You know, those types of finishes, that's what I want to see because what was it, uh, the Man United game or the Leeds game, there was a chance that came across the box and he just completely wildly shot at it. I think there was a chance against Newcastle that he just put straight into the keeper's hands. You know, it's a part of his game that he needs to improve. Um, he's, I don't want him to fall into that trap that a lot of uh, creative midfielders fall into, a little bit like Ozil did at times. Um, trying to think of another example. Um, but there are players that fall into the trap of not adding that to their game. Coutinho is a great example of a player that managed to add both during his prime and be a goal scorer and a creator. Um, thinking of other examples of players that are developing more, Pedri, I think, has got a, a chance of maybe falling into that if he doesn't step up a bit more in terms of his goal scoring abilities. Um, David Silva scored plenty of goals, but sometimes you wanted more from him. But probably one of the best examples that you can get out there as well um temi says tom you bought the merch you fed the cronkies um yeah yeah i, I did i mean five pounds of it did go to the arsenal you know foundation 
which is good. If you buy through the Arsenal website, you, you know, five pound goes through to help the community, which is great. But again, if you want to buy the shirt, buy the shirt. If you don't, don't. It's your choice. Don't tell people if they should or shouldn't buy the merchandise. If they want to buy it, they can. If you think that one of the ways in which we can stop, you know, or change the ownership is to stop buying merchandise, fair enough, and, and speak out on that and say that you think that maybe people shouldn't. But I would never go to someone specifically and say, you know, you bought the shirt. You shouldn't have done that. You know, you shouldn't have done that. Um, but uh, I'll, I'll support however I want. And I certainly do that the way I want to do it. Andre says, been a while since I caught one of these live. Keep up the right words. So thanks, mate. Uh, really appreciate the kind words. As always, Cam says, Fiorentina need to be financially investigated. They've tried to renegotiate £15 million purchase fee and are crying over his £1.5 million wages yet sit and all that Dusan Vlaovic money. Yeah, um, I don't know what's going on with the Torreira situation. It's a bit of a weird one because, of course, he did. Uh, it did come out that supposedly they weren't going to pay it. Um, and yet Torreira, I think, put on his Instagram story um, that, you know, that, wasn't it like a shushing emoji that I did see on his Instagram? So maybe maybe it's not as clear-cut as, as has been reported by Demarcio. We'll have to wait and see. Uh, Sir Jason, um, 56, thank you so much for the uh, donation. What is your opinion on Tuchel saying five clubs will challenge and Arsenal won't? Um, he doesn't really like Arsenal. Arsenal have a, a, quite a habit of beating Thomas Tuchel, perhaps. So maybe that's the reason. Um, yeah, it's great. Let, let us get in his head. Let us worry him. You know, Mikel Arteta, who is a massively criticised coach, has finished what? How many points? Is it four? Four points behind Chelsea this season? You know, with two wins, arguably, um, when we could have got if we had, you know, our players available and, and not had lost them to the pandemic at the start of the season. Maybe we would have got that win over Chelsea. Who knows? Uh, got a bit fortunate there, maybe, but uh, I don't really care. <laughs> I don't really care if Tuchel's talking about us like that. He just needs to focus on himself. You know what he's good at is is losing, losing a fair few finals. He's good at that. But uh, I, I sound like I'm bothered now, and I'm going all sorted. But it's fine. We move. Uh, Arts, uh, Tom. I think Leipzig have the next Bruno and KDB in Nkunku as the stats padding Bruno regen and Zoboslai as the KDB regen and insane ball striking. <laughs> this is becoming a term now. Uh, and perfect left centre mid of Arsenal. Uh, look, if Zoboslai is someone that we're after, I'd be over the moon. I think that he's not necessarily been used to the best of his abilities at, at Leipzig. That said, I'm not necessarily sure that we also would use him to the best of his abilities and the best kind of role. And Kunku, though, is an absolute no-brainer. If you can go and get someone like him, go for it. Marcus says, Turkish will not speak to me after my purchase. Turkish is fine. You know, I know he's very critical of people buying the shirts and, you know, supporting that. And he doesn't do that. It's his choice. Fair play to him. You know, sticking by his morals and his principles. I can only respect that. Uh, Tono says, Tom, a long time since I was in the live show. Can't wait for the tactical breakdowns for this transfer window. Me neither. Other than the insane amount of work that goes into making them. Uh, Dave says, Tuchel losing three or four key players. Kante uh, is not good enough or rather is, is past it. He'll be in Arteta's rearview mirror in a year's time. I hope you're right, mate. Marcus says, through me this morning, no 8am while getting ready for work and no Arsenal way either. What is the world coming to? Uh, I don't know why there was no Arsenal way. Uh, I haven't checked in with the boys. I was off today, but maybe I did have leave. Maybe they didn't have enough people to do it this morning. 
I'll be back tomorrow because I'll be on. Uh, Anthony says, what's your gut feeling? Will Eddie stay? Would you prefer having Eddie and a tall striker or would you still sign Jesus if Eddie stays? Attack would be like a five foot nine on average if so. Arsenal, whatever happens with Eddie, Arsenal need to sign two forwards. It's as simple as that for me. Either he stays and we sign two forwards or he leaves and we sign two forwards. It's as simple as that. Arsenal should sign two strikers. Don't think I can say that any other way. It's as simple as that for me. Jared says, would you rather finish fourth and don't progress far in the Champions League, but win the FA Cup or finish fifth and win the Europa League? Um, It's interesting because you said we win the FA Cup, but we don't progress that far in the Champions League. Probably, um, well, you didn't say where we would finish next season. I feel like if we finish in the Champions League, this transfer window might be stronger than it's going to be. Uh, and maybe we we kick things off a bit sooner. Sure, we don't progress that far in the Champions League. Maybe what Lorana sixteen, um, which to be honest is not a. When you get to the last eight of the Champions League, you're getting down to the biggest teams in 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 Europe. You know, it depends on the draw as well. Um, so, would I rather? What would I rather do? Uh, I think I probably would have rather have finished in the top four this season, and we won't be able to. If you had said that the choice was between, would I rather finish fourth? this season, not go far in the Champions League and then finish, what, fifth, sixth next season or finish fifth this season and win the Europa League next season. I think probably the latter because then you're, you know, you're progressing. You're not going backwards. So the the latter would make sense in that part. Uh, Neil says, do you think next season top four teams score more goals as there will be five subs? Teams can bring in top class subs and keep pressure on for 90 minutes. Probably. Yeah, it's not a bad theory, Neil. To be honest, that's probably going to happen. Um, that's yeah I can't see that not happening to be honest and I do see teams tiring a lot more and teams further down the table maybe suffering because of that rule maybe we'll see TB says Tom if we put aside all of the context I think the biggest issue we've had this season is the confidence and ability to dominate games possession wise yeah it's a fair it's fair analysis I think to be honest when you consider the fact that we have I think that the fourth in terms of XG in terms of um shots as well but shot conversion you know we've not taken that our shot conversion has been pretty poor uh i think it's sixth in the table and we finished fifth so you know what the issue was we know that the issue wasn't in the defense it wasn't um in how we played because we were creating chances and a level of chances that should have got us into the top four it was the conversion not having the strikers, not having the uh, the finishing and clinical ability that maybe the likes of Spurs did have throughout the campaign that we didn't. And But I still think, you know, if we'd have had Tierney, Partey and Tomiyasu for any of those three games against Palace, Southampton, Brighton, I know that Partey was there for one of them. But if we'd have had all three for all three of those games, I do think that we probably would have ended up winning uh, one of those matches and then finishing fourth. But who knows? Uh, let's go to Arts who says, Tom, would you take a punt on Joao Pedro, uh, Dennis, Saar, Norman, Cornet, Pope, Veghorst, McNeil, Ben Mee, anyone relegated as a Europa squad role? Mm, maybe, maybe Ismail Assar. He's probably the only one I'd pick from that group. Ismail Assar is, is the only one I think I would pick because I think he's the only one of that group that is genuinely top half of the Premier League quality. Um, the others... No, I don't think they are. I don't think they are. Even Cornell, I think, who's done very well since coming in from Lyon, but I don't think he's that guy. Marcus, thank you so much for continuing, I think, as a member uh, or upgrading your membership. Really appreciate the support. 
and uh, the continued you know attention to detail in joining and adding some humor to the chat box as well is very much appreciated uh let's go to sean who says tom don't let anyone give you stick about feeding uh the cronkies by buying shirts adidas already paid the owners for the rights to produce you're only reimbursing adidas by and large i mean yeah I'm sure if you dug into the manufacturing of these shirts, you'd probably dig up some skeletons as well. But you know, it's it's a it's a really it's a really difficult topic for me to go into because you know it's like the whole ownership situation. Would you would I have been open to having a an owner associated with uh, human rights atrocities? The answer is no. I don't want one. But if one did come in. Would I stop supporting Arsenal? And you, we all know what the answer is. So it's it's one of those really awful conversations. Um, you deep dig it. You not you deep deep you dig deep enough. That's the sentence I want to say, and you will find something. Uh, Raúl says, "Do you think one of the team from the top six will be displaced by Newcastle in two years' time? And if yes, then who?" It's a good question. If it's you know if we don't buck our ideas up, it would be us. You'd hope it would be Spurs. But Manchester United, if their if their new project under Ten Hag doesn't work, it certainly could be them. It's certainly, and we don't know how this new Chelsea era is going to work out either. So there's lots of things to consider as well. Uh, can Gabriel Jesus outscore Haaland next season? Oh, probably not. No, because he's at City. You know, Haaland at City and Gabriel Jesus at Arsenal is very different. The chances you get are different. The number of chances you get are very different as well. So the you know the my mind says no. <laughs> the common sense says no but who knows and we don't even know if we're getting jesus we'll have to wait and see on that one uh joshua says uh tom have you heard of a player called shooten uh, i've never heard of, i've never heard of him but apparently arsenal are linked with him uh no look at who this guy is Dirty Schoten. Uh, he is a dutch player plays for bologna he is a defensive midfielder um, and has played 17 games this season. He's 25 years of age. 25 years of age. And we're linked to him, are we? Never heard of him, mate. Uh, no, not once. Not heard of him once. Uh, West Ham, apparently, are monitoring him. Don't see anything about Arsenal. Let me just type in Arsenal. Uh, he meets with Arsenal officials to discuss a potential... Mm. Oh, that might be on the Hickey deal, to be fair. Never heard of him personally. Sorry, um, not in my repertoire. Thibaut says, uh, Jesus is not a dominant forward. We need a bigger body up there. What is Giroud up to? I do think we need to bring in two strikers of varying characteristics. I would like us to see, you know, a Schick or a Skamaka come in alongside a Jesus. I think that would work really well for us. I hope that's what we do. Am I confident we're going to bring in two strikers? The honest answer is no, I'm not. I'm confident we'll bring in one really good one but I'm not confident about two. I wish I was because it's what we need, but I'm just just not confident, <laughs> really not confident at all. Uh, Ratha Berry says, after our current season, has your opinion changed on the Cronky ownership? No, not yet. We haven't won anything. We haven't got ourselves back to where we want to be. The only way my view on the ownership changes in terms of you know, thinking whether or not they're correct for the club is if we challenge for a title, if we challenge for a Champions League. If we do that, and if the right decisions start being made from an executive level and more effort is put into changing the, the relationship, then yeah, sure, my opinion will change. But until it, it's not about getting, it's not about qualifying for the Champions League, changes my mind about the ownership. No, no. You know, whilst I have more of an open mind than I know a lot of people do, 
for me to say that I, I'm happy with what they're doing, we need to start, we need to be challenging. It's as simple as that. It's the only way that my view changes on the ownership is if we challenge um, and we have, to, and that's going to take time. And so I'm open for it taking time, but no, that's what needs to change for me. Uh, Abiyomi says, Tom, what do you think of UEFA's Europa rule change of the group leaders going directly into the last of 16? I think it's a great idea. Um, we just need to make sure that we win our group. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, it's it's. I think it's the right decision. Uh, absolutely the right decision. And also, you know, it means that those third place Champions League teams have an extra disadvantage because I think they go into the round of 32, don't they? So yeah, it's the right decision. And I'm glad that that's in place as well. Uh, let's go to Russ, who says it's cheaper to sign Eddie up for a few seasons than buy a brand spanking new striker. It's cheaper. Doesn't mean it's necessarily better, though, Russ. <laughs> That's what I would say. Steven says, Tom, we need to scout around and look AC Milan. They have good players. They do. I mean, I put a tweet up last night uh, when I had a brief break and was scrolling through uh, my social feeds where there was a great tweet from someone who says, uh, in fact, I will give them the credit because it was such a good tweet. Um, I very much enjoyed it. Let me just find it briefly for you. Put it up last night. Where is it? Where is it? I'm sure I I'm sure I tweeted it. Ah, oh, yes, here we go. Um Grace Robertson uh quoted a tweet uh, which included a quote from Jose Mourinho. This says people who don't understand football analyze with stats. I go for what I watched in the game quote from jose anyway the quoted tweet from grace robertson who is uh i'm looking to give her some credit works for 538 of course and eurosport stats bomb vanity fair all those predictions throughout the season said uh, anyway the club that hired a bunch of twitter stats nerds just won Serie A while jose Mourinho's roma finished sixth uh, as i tried to tell you look di disagree disregards turn your nose up at stats all you like but the fact of the matter is, is that stats will always reign as the fact and they are fact. And, you know, the only time you see people, in my opinion, disregarding them is because they've not fit their argument and they've not fit their opinion. And whenever I get into a debate and I bring up evidence and I bring up these statistics to support my evidence, my argument, it's always a case of I watch football with my eyes. <laughs> That's usually what happens as a response and, uh, you know, I, I'm not going to say I feel that you can't, you know, analyze football and learn a lot about football by watching. Of course you can. But if all of the evidence, especially statistically and especially statistics that have been, say, gathered over a long period of time are going against you, there's always eventually there's got to be some kind of breaking point. Is there not? Is there not? <laughs> Surely. Rail says, uh, hi, Tom. Great to catch one of these shows live uh, for once. I always realize when I do these shows in an evening that a lot of our Western listeners um, and some of our listeners in the far, far east in terms of Australia and stuff like that sometimes never get to catch them. Um, and they always drop in with these comments. So I, I apologize, first of all, that we do the morning shows because I know that it's not practical for a lot of our Western listeners in North and South America. But uh, thank you for tuning in. Uh, been meaning to ask, how many points do you think we lost because of refereeing and VAR decisions, and how does it compare to other teams? Oh, I mean, off the top of my head, I would not be able to give you an accurate answer. What I would say is that the Brighton game, the Martinelli offsides, I don't think there was enough evidence to overrule that. I don't think they got an accurate angle to judge where Kukurea's foot position was in comparison to Martinelli, and I think that that was not a clear and obvious error by the officials. I think if we go into that, if we go in at one-one at half time. I think we probably win that game. 
who knows in terms of other ones that stick out in my mind red cards you know we won the game at Wolves when Martinelli got sent off even though I don't think that was necessarily a red card um what else was there what else was there I'm sure you guys are throwing throwing examples into the chat box uh as I speak we'll have to wait and see if indeed some of you have but I'm trying to really think I'm really trying to think um of an example uh that has affected the outcome of the game uh, I'm waiting for you guys to throw some in the chat because my memory is going blank. The Brighton one in particular stands out. The Everton game, yes, the Tommy Asu red card. The Manchester United away game, Maguire on Tommy Asu. We should have had that penalty. You know, these are moments that have definitely hit Arsenal hard. Very, very hard. Uh, let's go to... There were some really good comments that I've missed out on. Here we go. Tim says, the club might not have any expectations in terms of our place in the league. Media and fans predicted seventh or eighth overall and we finished fifth. With a subpar team. Um, Geely Doe says, is it not better to try to keep Nketia so the club only needs to sign one new forward? The importance of a backup to Odegaard seems to be getting missed and this would give leeway for a signing there. Uh, I think that we can get more than just that, to be honest. I don't think Nketiah's future is dependent upon what we do in the, su- in the summer. I think we can do stuff and keep him or leave him. I really don't think it necessarily affects us all that much. Thanks, Simon. Much appreciates it. Uh, it's a nice kit, isn't it? Yeah, it does. I mean, if there's one thing you can rely on, it's a good kit from Arsenal. I, I'm not... It's not one of my favourite home kits. I'll be very honest. I'm not a big fan of the, the lightning bolt um, or zigzag. It's not really a lightning bolt, but the zigzag design. I'm not a massive fan of that. And I'm always a fan of home shirts without collars. It has a collar. But I like the, the colour scheme. I don't like the the dark navy that they sometimes put on the kits. I used to when I was younger for some reason, but I like just the red and white. Give me the red and white. It looks crisp. It looks clean. It looks Arsenal. And that's what matters to me. Um, let's go. Pre, Please re- rate the season. Stats versus eyeball. To me, I think the stats support what the season is. And that's that, you know, we finished fifth. Um but we had the potential to finish fourth. And I think the XG, uh, you know, we had the fourth highest XG in the league, fourth highest shots in the league, but our goal per game or whatever it was, you know, our conversion rate was what, sixth. So that tells you that fifth is about right. And we just didn't have the personnel at times. That said, we finished one win away from fourth. And I do think that injuries and the statistics and the number of players on that injury list certainly point towards that as well. CM says you can also use statistics to suit your own narrative. And that's why if you're a good, if you're good in a debate, you will put forward the statistics that then counterbalance that. And if you use statistics and you twist them to suit your narrative or you leave certain statistics out and someone comes back at you with the full picture, that's why statistics will continue to prove you wrong because you can't just leave out stats to suit your narrative because you can be fought back with stats that are using the full picture to prove you wrong instead. Uh, Francis says, Tom, I really want Saka to improve on his final decision-making. Me too. He's 20 years old. <laughs> I kind of think that that will happen. When the opportunity demands a cross, he should cross the ball, not shoot every time and keep an eye on it. Yeah, absolutely. But he's 20, as I've said. He will improve. He will develop. He will get better with his decision-making. Uh, let's go to... Uh, Tim, who says, how long will Arteta last with Arsenal? I have him pulling an Oli and getting sacked before the World Cup break. Uh, I think he'll look... I think the club will keep him quite considerably. I don't see a sacking in the foreseeable future. That might change with how next season goes. But right now, I don't see him going anywhere anytime soon 
at all. Josh says, uh, what about the pink kit? Don't forget about the pink kit. Yeah, oh, pink's not really my color, so I'm not really sure if I'll go for that one. I need to see it in person and on other people other than just in the concepts. Like this shirt, when I tried it on, I didn't know I was going to keep it or not. Um, yeah, it sold me when, I, when I've worn it. But uh, the pink one, I need to try it on because pink's not my color. <laughs> really, really isn't my color whatsoever. Uh, let's go to Alex who says, hi, Tom, love the show. Finally got to catch it live. Uh, thanks, mate. <laughs> so many of those comments tonight. Uh, would you take any of the players getting relegated from the Premier League this season? We had that question earlier. My answer was Saar. That was the only one. Uh, Alex says, Tom, do you see that Gakpo being a good signing? Yes, I do. And you agree with me about Schick? That's because you know ball, Alex. <laughs> you know ball striking has, has become our favourite statistical analysis uh, metric in today's show. Uh, ben! Joining us in the chat says there are three types of lies, lies, damn lies, and statistics. <laughs> you know, there are also three types of truths. My truth, your truth, and my statistics. Uh, Grumpy Doctor says disappointing, sure, but not necessarily a failure. Uh, Daniel says, what do you make of the slight contradiction for us being fourth IXG, but uh, IXG? Uh, fourth in, oh, I assume mean fourth in XG, but 16th for big chances created. Does it point to XG mostly being from such volume and not quality? It's a good point, Daniel. Maybe people need to look at XG per game. That might be better um, than looking necessarily at uh, the kind of big chances being created. Yeah, if it's total XG, and then XG per game, that might change things. I'd need to look into it a little bit more. Uh, Jabu says, hi, Tom. The stats say that we are the fifth best team. And I agree with that. I think at the start of the season, I, I say I think, I know. I said at the start of the season that we had the fifth best squad in the league. It's not surprising to me that we finished fifth. I actually think that after January, we probably had the sixth best team in the league because we weakened our squad and Spurs improved their squad. So and you've seen what's happened because of that. Uh, Joshua says, speaking of kits, the athletic interest in the YouTube channel did a very interesting video about football kits. Check it out. Go and check it out. You know, TIFO do a great stuff. So make sure you're following and watching their work. Uh, PTM says, hey, Tom, thoughts on Calvert-Lewin? I thought he looked solid during the game. Looked like he was playing for a move. Yeah, that's, that's very natural. <laughs> I think that was always going to happen. And uh, he grabbed an assist on the day. And the club will look at him. He's on the list. I don't think he's very high up on the list. But we'll wait and see. Tom out, says Ify. <laughs> if he's never happy with what I have to say. Um, SH says, this show and the community is making me smile despite the disappointment. They're a great group of people. Um, now I've got a job for you guys because we're going to be wrapping up very shortly. I'm going to be live on the Arsenal Lounge uh, in 10 minutes' time. If you're not watching the Arsenal Lounge, you should be. We'll be joining uh, Shaheen and Lev to have a chat about this season. And look, they, they have different views to me and they put them across in great ways and they explain them in their own way and it's a great show. But I need you, I need you guys because I tell you what, you know, there's, there's a lot of stick that throws around in that chat box. A lot of stick. So I need the TGT gang to come and back me up at 8 o'clock over on the Arsenal Lounge. So make sure you do. Uh, I'll be looking for you in the chat box. I'll be looking for you to fight the good fight and bring some perspective, some grounded objectivity to the chat and uh yeah i'll be joining you though tomorrow morning uh at 8 a.m for the first of the arsenal transfer show uh which of course is our alternative to the arsenal news show that we do without uh, throughout the season but during the transfer window we do the arsenal 
transfer show so that will be continuing in fact i'm trying to i need to check what episode we're on because we started this transfer show last summer we're actually you know we're going to get to a stage where we're going to have done 365 off transfer shows which means we would have been doing them for at least a year um let's have a quick check on the arsenal transfer show where is it where is it where is it where is it surely it was surely it was near the top of the playlists was it not the Arsenal trans. Here we go. View full fuel fuel view full playlist. We've done um boom 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 one hundred and seventy one apparently. Um, I'm sure we've done. We have we really done that many? That's ridiculous. No, we're on episode one hundred and seventy. So we will start tomorrow's show on episode 170 um, of the Arsenal Transfer Show. So I look forward to bringing you that um, as we go through all of the latest. And sorry for our uh, Eastern listeners that I know, or sorry, Western listeners that are uh, asleep when we do those shows. But our Eastern listeners get to enjoy them at a very reasonable hour. In the UK, join me in the mornings, 8am every single day, uh, keeping you up to date with everything. And now, of course, that the season is done and we've got all of the statistics in for the season we can officially begin our tactical breakdown shows we'll be doing some tier list shows as well as i know a lot of you guys want that uh, and we'll probably be doing some loan updates this week also i'll be catching up with ben from the marseille view to do a full breakdown of william saliba's season with marseille but we'll also be doing a tier list of our loanies and signings and the squad keep leave and loan we'll be doing one of those shows so much to come on the channel so make sure that you are subscribed make sure you join up as a member just like cyrus has thank you so much cyrus really appreciate the kind support that you've given to the channel there and welcome to the tgt family and if you do become a member you'll be getting involved in plenty of our members podcast throughout the summer because there is no preview shows because we've got no games of course but there will be members podcasts we'll be having a chat about all things arsenal in the transfer window so i look forward to doing all of that as well thank you so much for tuning in i will see you in just nine minutes time over on the arsenal lounge make sure you jump into that chat and say tgt uh just put tgt because <laughs> it really winds up shade just put tgt that's all we're just we're gonna we're gonna raid that chat so uh join me in eight minutes time over on the arsenal lounge if you're watching this on catch up thank you um and do leave a comment with your thoughts on anything that we've discussed in today's show and just as we you know round things off before we start next season's chat and i know i'm waffling a little bit now but I do want to say thank you to everybody that has joined us throughout the whole of this season. You make it so much easier than if I was just talking to nobody. But thank you. There's usually, you know, a fair few hundreds of you in the chat box and it does make it a lot more interactive. And I'm glad that you enjoy the interaction and the constant conversations, whether you're a member or whether you're not, you know, we treat everyone the same. And uh, thank you very, very much for tuning in. I will see you in just a few minutes time over on the lounge have a great evening if you're not going to join us that's fine uh, but do drop a like on the video do subscribe if you're new and as always up the arsenal it's the 90 plus minute all your mates around and you've got a mcnuggets share box ready to go and you know a late winner's coming your mates already got booked for a double dipping and you steal the last nugget snatching all three points perfection order now on the mcdonald's app for your mcdelivery you in at participating restaurants 18 plus serving times delivery fee and terms apply see mcdonald's.com 
This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.